have this friendly against Latvia, which is a little bit of a nothing game. It could be interesting that game now, if it is the case that this is when Evan Ferguson starts, and maybe that's his chance. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts, and download the OTB Sports app. Now the 21st series of Lecre Gale gets underway on Thursday night on TG Cahar. The likes of Liam Sheedy, Anya Wall, Tom Parsons, Anne Dalton and Aidan O'Mahony will all be profiled. But the series begins with a look at the incredible career of one of his generation's finest hurlers and he joins us on the show right now. Joe Canning, you're very welcome back. Cheers, thanks for having me guys. Not a bother at all. Joe, how did this come about? Who makes the first approach? I'm guessing you didn't stand outside TG Cahar's offices and uh, with the sign saying, isn't it my time yet? Uh, how did this one come about? Yeah, uh, literally, it was a bit of a surprise for me as well. I was only um, a couple of months, I suppose, retired. So, yeah, the guys from Nemington kind of called me up and just asked, would I be interested? And at the start, I was kind of going, same as everybody else. I was kind of just, geez, is this my time yet? But, uh, yeah, no, I just talked to some of the family and they thought it might be nice for kind of some of my nieces and nephews that probably didn't see the start of my career and then maybe eventually if I have kids or stuff down the line that they might be able to look back on, on one show and, and see a lot of it, you know. Did uh, did it put years on you essentially when that call came in uh, when you're thinking, geez, I'm not 50 yet, there's no need for this? Kind of, a little bit, yeah, but even worse when you're like, you're looking back on stuff and you're kind of going, geez, that was, uh, that was tw- like whatever, 20 years ago or whatever. So uh, that's a bit mad when you when you think about things like that, you know. How involved are you in putting together stuff for this show? Do they come with a list of kind of topics for you to cover? Do you kind of consult with them? Do you suggest things yourself as regards that you might want to cover? Or Yeah, they kind of come uh, with a few ideas and it's either kind of yes or no. Do you want to do, you want to do that or not? Um, so, yeah, it was, it was more them coming to me with ideas and then stuff that maybe I probably didn't talk about before that I might have talked about now when you're kind of retired and you're not judged as, as much or people can't use it against you as much. So, yeah, it was very much kind of uh, both both of us together, um, but very much probably more from their side than my side, you know. How easy do you find it to look back on your own career? Uh I, I don't know if it's is easy the right word. I'm I'm not too sure. Um it's very kind of humbling, I suppose, to like when you're when you're playing the whole time and you're still involved, you don't really look back on what you've achieved or what you didn't achieve. Yeah. Um because there's always something else to, to try and achieve. Um so yeah, it's 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 probably nice to look back on things that happened years ago that you kind of you almost forget about some things that happened, you know, mm. um, not forget about them, but you don't. It brings back good memories, you know. Um, so that was probably nice just to to go back over, especially the club, All Ireland's, um, and kind of my earlier career, I suppose, with Galway. You, you always remember stuff that just happened maybe a couple of years ago, but I'm talking like ten, fifteen. 18 years ago you know so um, they were nice to look back on yeah there's almost like a sense of you get uh, relief is probably the wrong word but there's, there's more of a relaxed nature about looking back on it whereas when you're within a career everything is building towards a point whether it's a championship or whether it's the next game or whatever whereas you get to actually sit back and almost uh, revel in it and look back on what you've already done yeah yeah exactly and it's because there is something else coming down the line. So like if you're still playing, there's always this this year's championship or whatever that you're looking 
you're worried about trying to achieve more rather than sitting on what you've achieved beforehand. So, um, yeah, you, it's always it's always the way that you. I suppose everybody will tell you when you retire from whatever the sport it is, um, that that's the time you have time to kind of look back on on stuff you've you've done in the past. Um, with you know, I think it was in there was a quote in Friends. I don't know somebody mentioned that they don't have a TV and they kind of go, "Well, what's their what's their furniture?" All point in that like, how have you found that time? since stepping away from the Galway panel has it been easy to I know you're still obviously involved in Portumna and you've got other bits and bobs on the go but has it been like a major chasm that you've been trying to fill since then or has there been other things to kind of keep you occupied no not really I'm I'm fairly like busy with with work with Portumna obviously still playing with Portumna and then getting involved with the underage in Portumna and getting involved with the Galway minors as well so mm. um, that kept me busy I play a lot more golf than I used to play um, so that's a nice kind of uh, bonus, I suppose, in a way as well. So, um, what's the yeah, handicap down to now? Uh, it's four point one or something like that, I think, at the moment. So, um, wow. But yeah, stuff like going on holidays, whenever you kind of you can, you want to go, you know, yeah. small things like that. Um, yeah, that's there's always um, always better things than I suppose just relying on senior inter-county hurling for all your life you yeah. know there's there's a nicer side to it as well uh, with regards to the actual documentary itself was it difficult there's the sense that like you know a lot of people might want to revisit things that it might dig up all the ghosts but did you have any fear about that going into this um some things and some things um it kind of that i never spoke about and uh, that you kind of wanted to get my point of view on it in a way because um even go back to the like the county final in 2006 um that's in it about what happened in that to me never spoke about it before so the stuff like that there's obviously things with trust in the media and stuff like that um after i suppose uh henry in 2012 um things about i suppose Anthony's um, the players getting rid of Anthony in, in 2015 so there's stuff like that that yeah you could say nothing about it but at the end of the day kind of I didn't say enough I didn't say anything about it for a long time so yeah um, yeah you just want to give your own perspective on it and not have people kind of given not false perspective on things that happened but I just wanted my side of the story out there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, the 2012 stuff is is interesting, especially that quote from yourself that you kind of felt that in the wake of those comments and in the wake of the, the replay defeat that some of your own teammates blamed you for that defeat, which I find absolutely startling. Well, like, yeah, that's been banded about today now. Um, I think it's been blown out of proportion as well right. uh, by the media again in how I said that, yeah, like, obviously the comments I made gave Kilkenny an edge, right? But the media blew them out of proportion, the comments I made. Um, by, like, I was actually trying to compliment Kilkenny and the way they were doing it. It was mm. stupid what I said. No doubt about it, hold my hand up. One sportsman like was a stupid comment, but the rest of it was actually trying to compliment Kilkenny on how they go about things. And I said we needed to be like them. So, with 
when it came out after the media obviously took it uh, a massive thing me against Henry or whatever and that obviously gave a, a, a kind of an edge to Kilkenny for want of a better word for for the replay um, so it was obvious that lads were going to go Jesus why did he say why do you have to say that give them an extra edge and then we lost the match so obviously lads were going to think geez if he didn't say what he said we could have won the match mm. Like I got that sense from from people, not directly from players, but yeah, I would have heard it after that. Um, that's not a big deal to me. And I said that in the paper and to the interviews I done yesterday. It's not a big deal to me. I do probably do the same. So yeah, it's the media again, I think, um, pushing something that's not really a big deal to me. Uh, that's that's life. I'd probably be in the same shoes, you know. Yeah. Do you generally believe that those not your comments necessarily, but that you know people can pick up comments from different teams or their opposition in the lead up to a game, and that can add to? Do you genuinely believe that can add to the performance of an opposition? Yeah, I done it myself the whole time. Yeah. Um, and that that's in it as well. Be it good or bad, I used to live off people down on us um, the whole time. Because it gave you an extra edge, you know, um, it gave you another angle. Well, me anyway, I, and there's probably sports psychologists and sports people like that that would say, no, that's the wrong thing to do. But for me, it definitely worked. Like, I remember our own, the journalist from Galway, um, John Fallon wrote about us after a Wexford game. Um, Gerlach Nan obviously had a lot to say about me down through the years. So yeah, whenever they said stuff about Galway or about me personally, I always took that and used it um, as motivation, you know. So um, yeah, definitely teams teams use that. People say, yeah, we don't hear what's going on the week before a match, but I guarantee you they do. And people say, oh no, we don't. They don't put it up on the walls in a dressing room or anything like that. Never yeah. something like that. But you'd always have it in the back of your head that you know, somebody is, is is not saying nice things about us. So you kind of want to prove them wrong. And I used that a lot of a lot of my time um playing um with Galway and with Protumna especially, yeah. That can affect people in different ways though. I mean what might be grist in the mill for you essentially might not be the case for the guy playing just inside you or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I said. Like I just have to point out that so sports psychologists would probably disagree 100% with me and that's fair enough but yeah. it worked for me is my point um, and that's the way I went about things so like people have different personalities it's not one shoe fits everybody mm. um, so they get ticked off with, with different things and, and that's what I used and like even Davey Burks in the in the documentary he's saying that he was telling me to get off Twitter or get off reading the paper or whatever and because he never he never did yeah and um, and that was him and we lived together so I used to use that sort of stuff as motivation to get me up for games and stuff yeah would you be sitting there scrolling through different Facebook feeds and Twitter feeds on your downtime no 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 I wouldn't be I wouldn't be going seeking it or anything like that but if somebody said to me here did you see what this lad said about you yeah I would and I'd read it and like nine times out of ten, the heading would be completely different than what's said in the actual article as well, which is uh, most of the time in, in general society, unfortunately, now, especially social media, and you get all these clickbait kind of headings. But, um, yeah, if somebody, if if I heard somebody said something about us, yeah, I'd go and look at it and see 
could I get anything out of it or was it just a waste of my time, you know? Did that affect how you dealt with the media going forward then from that point onwards? Did you, were you more, from that 2012 point on, were you more cautious about what you said? Oh, 100%, yeah. I, did, I didn't trust media at all after that. Um, didn't trust any, like, even in some of my, I would have rather, I would have trusted maybe a couple of journalists um, down through the years that, if I had to do, let's say, a media gig for for Borgash Energy or whatever, let's yeah. say for instance, um, yeah, there's a handful of journalists that I would have sat down with and done one. Um, for instance, before semi final and seventeen, I actually done, I done that interview probably three weeks uh, before the semi final, and it was put out on the, on the um, Saturday before the match on the Sunday with Vincent Hogan. And I would have done numerous interviews with Vincent down through the years, but I trust he was one of the very few journalists that I trusted because I don't think he sensationalized things um, that others probably did. And that's that was all stemming from 2012. And you ask most GA players now, do they trust the media to give? And it's more the headings than anything. Like yeah. I see it today now again with some interviews I've done yesterday. The headings are taken probably out of context a little bit. We were just speaking about what I said about guys blaming me. Uh, I also said that I probably blame my blame other guys if I was in that situation as well. But it's it's taken um, just to get that big heading. So, like if if and that that's a that's a problem down through the years. And, and journalists have often here we can't get access to players anymore, and kind of have to look at it both ways. Do you know what I mean? I think there's lots of players that will give an honest opinion but in today's world an honest opinion grabs headlines and sometimes doesn't turn out the way the player intended it to because there might be one word that they click on and then it's blown up into something that's not actually what they said at all Um, yeah on the the access thing because obviously people want to get players' sides of events and people want to get a little bit of insight on what it takes to be, you know, a top inter-county hurler, et cetera, et cetera. Do those, like, you know, does that reluctance to talk to media, in your experience, I'm not just specifically talking about uh, Galway or Pertumna, but I'm talking about people that you might speak to across the board in, in GEA. Is it a case where managers say not to talk? Is it a case where a player-by-player basis is often the case where they don't want to talk to people or is it just uh, an individual kind of aspect? I think it's a mixture of everything that you just pointed out there. Yeah. Uh, probably managers, probably players, probably individuals. Um, like uh, it's like, but I still think it comes back down to the trust that they have with with media nowadays. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it is probably the clickbait media. And um, I'm not going to name any names, obviously, but like. There's certain areas where they just run with a heading and it's completely different article than when you actually read down through. And you know it yourself, like everybody knows it. It's not that's not a, a new thing to anybody. Um but I think it still goes back to trust um and what's said. Um and I think it's a shame really because we need to promote the game. We need to promote the game like in in the next Give for instance this year now 2023 we'll have six six months of kind of 
like national media coverage of let's say the inter county game um and then the next six months going to be the rugby world cup yeah so you've half a year where and people say yes the club game is on and stuff like that but i'm talking about a national scale i'm not talking about a uh a, a kind of a yes the Galway media will cover the the, the Galway club game but i'm talking about it as a national scale um, which which is really tough, you know. Well, you're now in the media. You're uh, going to be yeah. a, a pundit on the Sunday game. Um, are you kind of wary that that clickbait nature around um, coverage, uh, essentially, in a, in a wider aspect, but also regards what you might say of a Saturday or Sunday if you're on a game, that that might be taken out of proportion as well? Do you still have to... Are you still going to keep your guard up or are you going to be as honest as you can be on TV? Uh, I, I think I'm going to be as honest as I can on TV because I I don't I'm not representing another 34 35 guys or 50 people for instance mm. in a group of let's say Galway Intercounty Hurlers. So when you were involved playing, you were always worried about what the other guys maybe thought or you're representing them. Do you know what I mean? So for me now, I'm representing myself really. Um, so I'll be as honest as I can be. Like, I'm not going to be criticising players just for the sake of criticising. I'll give my honest view on, on whatever it is that happens. Um, and that's the only way I can do it. Um, I was always fairly honest in my views, but I was probably a little bit more guarded um, in certain aspects because you'll be always kind of worried about that 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 heading. Yeah. Um, and that stemmed from 2012 totally. So... Um, yeah, no, hopefully I'll be as honest as I can. And I won't be everybody's cup of tea. People are going to disagree with me. And that's that's the beautiful world we live in. Uh, and that's fair game. And, and like, I know well I'll say something at some game during the year and 20 people might agree with me and another 20 will disagree with me. And that's fair. That's fine. And people look at this interview as well and go, he's talking a lot of shite there or else he's, he's going geez yeah he makes a fair point and that's 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 life and you just you have to accept those things as well you know yeah well I'm just going to clip up that term he's talking a lot of shite when you're talking about me and that's going to be your <laughs> uh, version of our version of clickbait this evening have you kind of spoken to anybody about the punditry have you kind of consulted anybody have you gone to anybody for advice who's done it before or have you just based you know um, your, well, your previous I, viewing essentially as, 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 as preparation enough yeah, well, I done, I done one last year with RT as well, so I kind of, I've been, I, I, I saw what, what was it, it entailed, I suppose, last year, so, um, and Ollie was involved as well, obviously, in Sky last year, so, yeah. and for the last number of years, so, yeah, I, I soundboarded Ollie, and um, I kind of knew what I was doing myself as well from last year, so, yeah, it was, and I'm of, I do a bit of writing as well during last year's championship as well, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm fully turned now, nearly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go for, for, for this summer as well. Another one of the things that was looked back on in the Lecrigale episode was the 2015 episode around Anthony Cunningham's departure and to come so close to winning an All-Ireland as he did that year. And again, you spoke about your own role in potentially that game being turned. Uh, the subsequent, was it a vote essentially of confidence in Anthony Cunningham and how that transpired? You mentioned afterwards that you weren't necessarily in favour of how that turned out or in favour of Anthony leaving for sure what was your take on that now that we're kind of seven years removed from it or eight years removed now from it yeah listen it's um, 
it's a thing at the time that I suppose, yeah, players wanted a change, I suppose. Um, and yeah, we had a vote. Everybody kind of knows that from back then. Um, and yeah, I, I, I voted to try and keep him. Um, I was obviously in the, the minority. And the reason I did it was because I thought we should have looked at ourselves um, and not blaming management for for us not actually winning the All-Ireland, you know, the previous um, September. Um, and yeah, there was points obviously that I didn't agree with and changes that I thought maybe we should do, but I just didn't think it was the right thing to get rid of them. Um, and that, that, at least that's fair enough too. And that, that's life. You have to, when the decision is made, you row in with the guys and the majority rules and no matter what walk of life you're in. Um, so yeah, we got on, put a lot of pressure on ourselves, obviously. Um, for the next year or two, um, and I suppose like it's funny like we won two thousand seventeen, and then probably people kind of forgot about it. Um, mm-hmm. but if we never won the All Ireland, it probably would still be hanging over um a lot of lads. Um, so yeah, in hindsight, you know, won the All Ireland, everybody thinks all oh, right thing to do, but yeah, it just didn't sit right with me at the time. Um. And sole reason I thought we should have been just looking at ourselves and we're the guys that's in the in the four white lines and, and playing on the pitch and uh, <laughs> yeah that was all basically yeah. Even though you didn't obviously agree with the decision, being put out on the ledge as that vote did, no matter which side it came down upon, it kind of left you with no other road but to self-examine, regardless of who was going to come in as a coach after that. And it was Mihal, and you went on within two years, eighteen months, however you want to frame it, to win the All Ireland. But it certainly gave you. Uh, a little bit of a tightrope walk that you had to make it or otherwise everybody was going to look bad looking back on that decision yeah 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 for sure it put huge pressure on us and like 2016 didn't go as well as we wanted yeah. like we lost the Leinster final um, again kind of in the same way to Kilkenny again um, we're leading for a bit of it and then lost our way in the second half um, and then lost the semi-final by I think a point to Tipperary um, in 16 so and they went on and won the All-Ireland so yeah 16 wasn't great um, really when you look back in it mm. um, and then everything in 17 just seemed to click into place but yeah there was a lot of pressure on guys and lads obviously realised that making that decision to get rid of Anthony listen the pressure is going to be brought even bigger and mm. um, from the outside we already felt it inside with the weight of not winning an All-Ireland for so many years but um, it was obviously 10 times greater when when you make a decision like that Did you ever feel overburdened by that kind of expectation that Galway quote unquote should win an All-Ireland or you specifically should given your talents win an All-Ireland did that ever feel like it was too much to bear? Uh, Too much to bear it did at times sometimes Um, excuse me yeah it did at, at times it wasn't um, it was it, it not when you hear it from the outside you know mm. there was pressure from the outside um, to win and why aren't we performing and um, because we won I suppose a lot of minors and a couple of under 21s and the underage success is generally good and going mm. but like if you look at it realistically with five All Ireland senior senior titles, goal they have. Compare you compare that to like say Kilkenny or, or or Tipperary or Cork, 
like they've I don't even know what they have but they've definitely 30 in the 30s anyway if not the 40s or whatever it is um, we're not a we were never a, let's say one of the traditional counties to win all Ireland's if you want to put it that way sure um, so this expectation that we should be winning all Ireland's some some way skewed by how successful we were at underage Um you know, and it's not easy to translate that onto senior success. Like again, we won a couple of minor All Irelands in the last few years, but it's taken the, those guys six, seven years now to get their stake in the senior team. Do you know, it just doesn't mm-hmm. translate success from underage to, to senior. And that was probably the biggest thing. Like I remember back, I remember Limerick even winning three under twenty one All Irelands in a row. And they didn't win with that team. They didn't win an All Ireland yeah. until now, do you know. And they're all gone nearly. Uh, well, they are all gone. That's a long time ago. Um, so yeah, that pressure of times. Yeah, it got to me for sure. Um, did I handle it well? I don't know. It probably not at times. Um, other times probably okay, but majority of the time probably not. It probably. Um, How did not handling it kind of manifest itself? Sorry? How did not handling it well kind of manifest itself? Probably like poor performances at times. Um, like I always said that 212 against Cork is probably the worst thing because the expectation was there to, to, to do that every day. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it, it just, at times, just putting too much pressure on myself, not letting my hurling do the, do the kind of let it be, you know, but nearly trying too hard. Yeah. You often hear people say, you know, when things aren't going well, just relax a bit more and it'll come back. But the the human nature thing is to even try harder. And that's probably the worst thing you can do when you get a bit of more experience and stuff. So, yeah, and just started enjoying it again. Like there was times when I probably didn't enjoy um, that pressure. And then when you're losing, that obviously adds to the whole thing. So, um, yeah, 13, 14, even 15. I know we got to the All-Ireland, but just, like, I remember I was captain in 14, I think it was, and just, yeah, not told that I, I wasn't getting captaincy again. The following year was a bit strange to me, and my dad at home kind of asking, geez, you captain this year, and I didn't have a clue. Like, And then I got a bad injury in my, my hand. Um all the way through 15, I'd, I was getting injections before. I, I think we played seven games. I got injections for six of those seven games into my hand. Um, and it was the first time I probably got taken off in a game as well in 15 when we played Dublin. Um, so, yeah, those couple of years, yeah, weren't the most enjoyable. Um, Did you have a good support network around you at the time? I know you have obviously yeah, you have yeah. a huge family to, to talk to, but is there proper outlets and avenues that you can kind of explore to try and uh, get around those those hurdles yeah 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 like I always was my family and stuff like that but they probably like looking from the outside in you're you're hurling away you're playing an all Ireland final do you know so like people don't like it's people uh, see from the outside and think geez everything's rosy everything's mm-hmm. fine but yeah found it a little bit difficult but then again we won a club all Ireland that time as well um, do you know so that was that was good we won the club in 13 and won the club all Ireland Paddy's day 14 so 
Um, that was a that was a good time as well. But in in and around the county scene, yeah, it, I, I felt it probably more pressure than let's say club level was fine. But inter county was a bit different. Yeah. Did you ever consider stepping away earlier than you did? Um. Yeah, like at times it probably entered my head. Um. Probably funny, like in sixteen when I got the hamstring injury, people said, "Geez." It was a new enough injury at the time, mm. kind of, and people said, don't know if you'll come back from that. And, you know, there's different guys, sports people, that probably ruptured that 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 tendon four, three or four times after that again and never got a clear run. I'm lucky, touch wood, that um, I don't do it again. But at that time, did I think packing it in? No, I didn't think of packing it in because I wanted to get back. I wanted to prove people wrong. Mm. But it was said to me that, geez, you mightn't, you know. Um, 2020, yeah, if we if we won the All-Ireland 2020, if we beat Limerick, let's say, in a, in a semi-final in 2020, um, I actually got knocked out in that match and didn't finish it. Yeah. Um, it was it was half in my mind that year. Right. Yeah, if we won it, if, if, if we were lucky enough, because that's like... People say, geez, if you won it that year, but that's that's what everybody sets out to do. They set out to win the All Ireland. There's you know, you don't set out to, to lose this All Ireland semi final. So in my my head, and that's what you have to do, you have to believe. Um if we won that All Ireland that year, I would have I would have, yeah, went out. And just twenty twenty one then it was just yeah, that's it. Did you feel you were pushing things then in twenty one? Was that a bit of a stretch for you and your and I guess your physicality as it were? <coughs> Yeah, I got a lot of injuries in 2021 then. Like, mm. I, I remember I played Waterford and won the league games. Broke my thumb, twinged my hamstring in the same game. Um, Jeez, that's some dose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then I had a, a heel a pain in my foot for a long time that I couldn't get rid of because it was kept training and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, just stupid little injuries that you're kind of going, jeez, like, it's just kind of like niggly stuff that doesn't keep you out but can still um, play on your mind and not give you 100% for your performance. Like, yeah. um, So that kind of stuff, obviously, I was thinking, geez, is this just a sign now that I'm picking up injuries after injury after injury? And then I was a bit of a pain in the hole, obviously, because like I wasn't training that often. And then I was in, I was in the physios, and I, I hated that. Like, I hated that. So... Um, yeah, that wasn't good. So yeah, there's no point in hanging around if you're only going to be, you know, bit part and it's you're not given a hundred percent. Did Henry ever make any kind of approach to yourself to to continue on, or was it just set in your mind that you were done after twenty one? Um, no, yeah, he he gave me a call. He gave me a call. All right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> remember, I was actually in this room. Um, I called that time, <laughs> so he rang. <laughs> day so uh yeah i was at home here um and yeah but my mind was like obviously my head right yeah my head still i'd still love to be playing no doubt about it um everybody i think would love to still play as long as they can in my head i'd love to be playing under henry shefflin no doubt about it that and even even when it was announced i remember uh and my wife were out for dinner and i was like jesus you know, there's a will. Will I? But 
like realistically then you're kind of going no like it's it's just not possible the body won't won't do it and even that I came back with the club after retiring I tore my groin off to pubic bone again same injuries I got in 2019 yeah. except your side so that was a sign that Jesus like a lot of injuries in 2021 and I just wouldn't be able for it but um, yeah that was it the head would love to but the body was just saying no so yeah. unfortunately he, he came to go too late for, for me yeah um, does this like do you look back on all this now when you when you saw the final product that's going out on Thursday night do you look back with uh, an air of satisfaction is there anything that I know there's elements of it that you kind of wish would have gone differently but is that there's anything that you're kind of unsatisfied with and anything that's kind of left as a, a bit of a sore point looking back on Um. Not really, no. not really, no. Um, you know, what's for you won't pass you by. Um, my mum always used to say that to me, so. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very content with, with with what I've achieved. Like, the only thing that I didn't win that I've played, that I played with is, uh, that I played in was an under-14 Tony Forrestal. So ever, everything else that I could have won, I won. Yeah. Uh, so like there's no regrets in anything do you know what I mean um, that's the only thing that I didn't win um, that is uh, like substantial or anything like that um, everything else personally team wise yeah I have, I have it so um, no there's nothing that I could say Jesus I wish I, I done that or I won that or um, yeah so yeah pretty content as you mentioned there at the top you're you're involved coaching the minors and stuff Do, have you got aspirations is there like a, for want of a better term a career path that you have in your own head uh, going forward are you going to be one of these people that takes it step by step uh, no aspirations really yeah step by step more so mm-hmm. than that like when I retired I didn't think I'd be getting into coaching or being a selector or whatever Um no, I didn't think if only Fergal Healy rang me and asked me to get involved. And I, I, I kind of went, Jesus, yeah, maybe. But only until he asked me, then I thought about it, you know. Um, yeah, I'd love I'd love for our goal miners to get into Leinster. Um, that'd be an aspiration of mine for the, for this year uh, or, or, or any province that matter, just so they can get games. Um yeah, no, I've, I've now, as of now, I've no aspirations to to go any further or anything like that. Do a bit of training with my club underage, um, like last year, um, and keep on the minors this year and and, and see where that takes me. But I want to play with the club for for as long as I can, um, with Portumna as long as I can. So that's probably my biggest my biggest thing now. Yeah, um, I want to stay playing senior with Portumna as long as I can. As long as like, um, like looking back on the All Ireland Finals on Sunday, did you feel like is that like you said before? You've you've used uh, words like uh, statements against your statements against the teams as grist to the mill. Do you look at like the likes of uh, Ballyhale etc. being involved in the All Ireland Final and still think, "Geez, I want to be there. I want to get back to there next year with Portumna." Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, I don't know if we, I don't know if we'll actually have any uh, getting there, but. You know, we'll give it a crack and go, and we'll take it step by step. We yeah. got beaten in the quarterfinal this year, but 
no, like it just brings back memories of great days. Um, in one sense, I'm kind of Paddy's day was the day, you know, for cup finals, and that's when we played them. So it's a little bit strange for me watching them this time of the year. Yeah. Uh, um, Paddy's day was always special, but yeah, like what Ballyhale have achieved, I think that's nine now. Like that's phenomenal for the size of the parish, you know, down there. It's absolutely incredible. So um, what they've achieved over the past number of years has been, you know, it's huge. Um, I don't think anybody else will ever will ever get to where they they have. You know, um, I think the closest is like four um, behind them. So uh, yeah, it's 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 a hard thing to do, and what they've achieved is 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 huge. Come here, I have to ask you: Do you have any take on what's gone on with the larger size ball on Sunday? Uh, any take on it Glenn are obviously in a very difficult position right um, it, the GA should be making the decision not not the club yeah. that's that's take on it do I think if I was in that position would I be seeking a replay from a club probably not I, I, I'd let it stand from a club position why not but I, I, I'm kind of. Did, does it make a? Did it make a difference to the outcome of the game? I'm not too sure. Do you know? If you're, if you, I'm a firm believer. If you're good enough to win it on in the day, you're good enough to win it. Um, did that player have an, uh, an influence on the outcome of the game? I'm not a hundred percent sure. I understand that. Yes, sixteen players on the field. The integrity of the game. Can somebody else do that if it's not dealt with? For sure. Mm. But I don't. I just don't think it should be the club's decision. Um, I think the GA have to say it's either a replay or whatever they want to do. Um, I just think it's very unfair on the club. It, it could like it could come back to maybe, yeah, if they get a replay, Kilma could win or if Glenn. Wind, there's always going to be a little bit of an asterisk on it hmm. if Glenn, you know. Um, I'm just not too sure if if it's Glenn, if Glenn uh, should make the decision. That's all. Okay. Uh, Joe, what's the plan for Thursday? Is there going to be like the, the big screen pulled down in, in the club hall in Portumna? Are you going to get extra chairs into the sitting room to watch it on Thursday or, or how are you going to approach yeah. this? Yeah, no, we'll, I'll go up to Dad. Um, I go up to dad and watch it up at home. Um, it's actually mam's one year anniversary. So, okay. um, no, no, your grand, your grand. But yeah, so we'll all go up and uh, be around family because it's a, it's a strange time this time of the year. Of so, uh, we'll be up at home kind of just watching it and and see how it goes because it is in memory of mam, the show as well. So, um, hopefully she's watching watching it from, from up above as well yeah sure listen if your career wasn't testament enough to the upbringing that they gave you then I'm sure this uh, hour long documentary on, on Thursday night will be Joe uh, thank you so much for taking time out and all the best with everything going forwards uh, with both the media work uh, and hopefully uh, we'll talk to you more on that front in the future as well and with the coaching as well with the, with the Galway Miners cheers thanks for having me cheers cheers Joe.